0: Today on Get Vertical Gal Police, Pastor John helps us look differently at scripture found in James 5:14. Weakness and isolation are avenues that lead to sick and unhealthy spiritual humans. You know, physical death is certain for all of us, but in this message, praying for spiritual strength from the Earth Shattering Prayer series, you're gonna be challenged like me to take your own inventory. Are you in a place where you need those who are stronger spiritually, to pray with you and come around you and pray for you? Or are you healthy and strong? And out of that place, could you really say that you're being obedient by shouldering burdens of those who are weak or spiritually sick around you and in your life? I think you're gonna like this one. Here we go.
1: And verse 14 says, Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let him pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up, and if he has committed sins, be forgiven. So I've always wondered this scripture, and when Jesus healed the blind man, uh, they asked Jesus, they said, Jesus, who sinned that this man, and Jesus said, "Uh, he's not blind because anyone sinned, he's blind to glorify God. And so what always confused me about James chapter 5, verse 14, is that it says, pray if anyone's sick, And then if he sinned, he would be forgiven. Let me show you actually what the Greek word actually means, and then we will come to, uh, I think, uh, the conclusion of a good meaning here. So point number three in your notes is in seasons of weakness and isolation. Sick here in the Greek means to be weak. Now, the problem with the Greek to English is oftentimes there's not a good word to be exact on the word that's given in the text. So, so when they translate it, they have to sometimes take a little bit of liberty. But I think that the word here should actually, is anyone among you weak? Let him call for the elders of the church and let him pray over him, anointing with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith will save the one who is weak. Now I want to show you why I think it's weak, but before I do, let me finish this. And the Lord will raise him up And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Look, weakness and isolation. And so I think that uh, there's a pretty compelling case here. Uh, The sick in the Greek means to be weak. It can mean, say can. It can mean mentally ill. That's Romans 6, 19. It can mean spiritual condition. That's Romans 5, 6. And it can mean general physical appearance, 2 Corinthians 10, 10. And it can mean, lastly, the conscience. So the same word is actually used in all four different types of weakness or sickness. But let me show you um, what I think it means because I think that there's more of a precedent in the Bible. I think what I think it means is it means spiritually weak. This is uh, said by D.A. Carson. 1 Corinthians 8, 7 says, However, not all possess the knowledge, but some, through former association with idols, eat food as rarely uh, offered to an idol, and their conscience being weak. Look at the spiritual weakness here. Faith is different, is defiled. Romans 14, 1 says, As for the one who is weak in faith, same word in the Greek used, welcome him, but not to quarrel among passions. And so I think that the reason why I believe that the word is supposed to mean spiritually weak more so than physically weak is because it says um, the Lord raised him up and if he has committed sin, he will be forgiven. See, I think that this verse has caused many church movements in the last 50 years to go astray. Uh, I think that the Lord is glorified in some of you who walk in physical sickness on a regular basis. My brother who is par- uh, paralyzed, I uh, told my brother, I said, "Joshua, uh, God uh, is glorified through you being paralyzed just as much as me walking. Uh, the Lord is looking at how Jesus can be glorified through your life and in your life, but not just from your elements. Jesus wants men and women that will overcome obstacles by faith and trust in Jesus and follow Him and not whine because God isn't touching their life. If Jesus wanted, here's my my argument, if Jesus wanted you to go to heaven, if Jesus wanted all of us to be physically saved, wouldn't He just take us to heaven at conversion? But Jesus allows us to stay on earth to prove to Satan that no matter the weight and toil of this flesh, all of us in this room will face death. All of us in this room will face some form of physical suffering. And look, I think the text actually addresses this. I know that this is something that uh, is, is definitely uh, um, an uh, orthodox view that's been taught through the centuries, but here of late has been used uh, in some church movements uh, to create uh, division and create uh, expectations that uh, often are not hit and so i think that the lord does want to heal say the lord, the lord does the lord does want to heal your physical elements and the lord does he wants he says ask and that's not i'm not trying at all to say that God doesn't want to heal you I'm not at all trying to say that God doesn't want to touch your life. I was a youth pastor, and and, and the teens and I laid our hands on this boy that had cancer, and and, and, and he went to testing. When he came back, the cancer was gone. I can't tell you how significant that was in my prayer life. I remember the boy's name. I remember the place where we were standing. I've seen the Lord touch many, many sicknesses and elements, but I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is I think the Scripture is actually clear that, that is talking about those who are spiritually weak. So let me read this again. I know I'm hitting this a nail after a nail here. Uh, and the prayer of faith will save the one, the prayer of faith. See, we pray together. When you are weak and when you are isolated, we are supposed to pray together. See, look, look in your text. Is anyone among you weak? Is anyone among you sick? And I think that spiritual weakness is sickness, to be honest with you. It's spiritually sickness. Let him call for the elders of the church. Why elders? Why elders? Do they have different. See, the Physians or Corinthians talks about uh, uh, there are healers that are gifted with the ability of healing when they pray. But here is not talking about this. This is actually talking about the elders of the church. Why would you go to the elders of the church? And I think the text has a really good way here. The reason why you go to elders of the church is because the elders of the church are your spiritual leaders. So for spiritual sickness, you go to spiritual leaders to have spiritual prayer for spiritual healing. Anyone see this in the text? And so is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let him pray over him, anointing him with oil. Oil is always shown in the text that it's a concentration. It's setting aside. It's always this picture of a covering of Jesus Christ. See, praying here is all about shouldering the burden. See, having someone shoulder the burden is not saying that you are less than. Rather, it's saying that Christ is more than. And so the person that is spiritually in trouble, when a person is spiritually weak, they should see where they're weak. Look, and it says, and the person that's weak should go to the elders. They're looking for spiritual guidance. And let them call for the elders of the church. And so often the church we're like, no, I got it. And I'm not going to have anyone raise their hands, but how many in the room like to say often, I have this, I'm okay. I can do this on my own. There's probably several in the room right here that think that you're strong enough and you're, you allow Satan to sift you. And just like last week when we talked about Simon, Simon, uh, two weeks ago, uh, Satan has demanded to have you that he might sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you. Look at the strength that comes for praying together. So when should I pray? You should pray. Here you go. You should pray when you're struggling. You should pray when you're struggling, when you're weak, and when you're in isolation. You should not be pulling away, but when you're struggling in your walk, when you find that your prayer times aren't as hitting it, when your, your heart is betraying you and you're not honoring the Lord, when maybe you're starting to watch things on TV that you're not supposed to, or your mouth gets away from you, or your anger's building up, you should go to leaders, your small group leaders, you should go to the elders of the church that they might pray for you. Prayer. I bring strength, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save him, the one who is sick. I believe that this is a beautiful passage that I have really been challenged by this week. So no one is righteous on their own. And it's not saying that the elders can impute or give righteousness, but actually it's that these elders' prayer will stir up faith and that the Holy Spirit will respond. No one's saved by their own ability. Scripture actually says that our righteousness is as filthy as rags. But the church must be a place of shouldering kingdom work. And the church is a place of us coming together and grabbing each other's arm by arm and carrying the load together. And so often we think, I don't want to be a bother. Anyone ever think that? I don't want to be a bother. I don't want to bug someone. I don't want to call. They're too busy. And there's nothing more that we should be more amped to do than to pray for and with someone that's struggling. When should you pray? You should pray when you are struggling. The church is a place of healing. So we call on elders because they are men who have been where you are, are men who does not judge. They are lovers of people. They are lovers of God, and they are leaders who want to take you to the cross of Jesus Christ. And the Scripture's clear. If you're struggling, you need to be going to your small group leader. Even this week, you can go to your small group leader and say, listen, I'm really struggling. I haven't been in the Word in two weeks. Would you pray with me that, that God would stir me up? Would you would you talk with me and help me lead me out of this funk? Anyone ever been in a spiritual funk before? Yeah, it's not a good place to be, is it? And what do we do when we get in a funk? We start, the kid that smells funky, we're like, get away, right? And that's what we do spiritually, isn't it? And we've all been in the locker room of junior high boys football team. Most of us have been, unfortunately. And uh, it's some of the worst smell. And we're like, I want out of there. But the church needs to be the exact opposite. When rotting flesh is smelling, we should be the first ones through the door in order to see life transform.
0: Thanks for listening to Get Vertical Gal Police. Now we want you to join the conversation. Is God transforming your life through His Word? We would love to hear about it. Message us at info at and find us on social media by searching Vertical Church Gal Police. Join the conversation. You are loved.